Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome back to another episode of the God in Your Business podcast. This is going to be such a game-changing episode for you because it just totally blew my mind. And I'm like, I have to come, I have to come talk to my people about this. But when you think about entrepreneurship, right? Entrepreneurship is a is a fascinating journey. It's it's the best personal development program, maybe other than marriage, um, in the sense that you have to become a better version of yourself. You have to become a different you. You have to, you know, embrace things head on. You have to deal with your mind, and um, and and that's all. That's internal, but you know there there are real life challenges like you know team members quitting or a competitor moving into the area or you know the finances not quite working out the way you thought they would. And those are problems, but they are also, you know, like you set bigger goals, and so you just have all these new things you have to do, and th- there's always something. That's the bottom line. There's always something, and so the question is, how do we navigate that? and still crush it? How do we navigate all those and still hit our goals? How do we, how do we do that? Right. And I was thinking about, again, one of my all time favorite stories in the Bible ever um, is a story of David and Goliath and thinking about, well, David fought battles his entire life. Right. Um, You know, like if you, if you go on the history, even though this story is more in the beginning of his life. um, And it's like, how, how, yeah, I mean, he did all of that and he wrote the book of Psalms, which is a book of praise. So how was somebody who was a warrior his entire life, so full of joy and praising and doing all the, like, how, how did he do that? And there's a mindset. And I, I saw it. I was like, oh, oh man, I, I have to come talk about this. Okay. All right. So this is the, this is the idea. So David and Goliath, you know, the background of the story is the Israelites, you know, were, confronted by the Philistines and they were in a war and the Philistines had a champion called Goliath, nine feet, nine inches tall, big guy. And he came up and he said, look, we don't need to make this complicated. Okay. You get, I'm the Philist, I'm the Philistine champion. You get your champion and we'll fight. And if I win, you become our slaves. And if you win, we become your slaves. And so he come out every day. He taught the children of Israel. And it's like, you know, bring me a man to fight me and things like that. And eventually David shows up. Now, historically, they think David was a temp, is, was a teenager. And I like to think about like a pimply, cute looking teenager, right? And, um, and he says, he says to Saul, he says, I will go fight this guy. Okay. Now, so let's take that from first Samuel. That's, this is first Samuel chapter 17. And let's look at from verse 32. So, this is, um, David says, don't worry about the Philistine. David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Okay. Now Saul says, don't be ridiculous. Okay. Don't be ridiculous. Sometimes when you think about your goals or what you're trying to accomplish or the fact that you're going to move forward in spite of the challenges you're facing, you may even hear this voice in your head tell you, don't be ridiculous. Right. Okay. So he said, don't be ridiculous. Saul replied, there's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy and he's been a man of war since his youth, okay? So this is Saul's perspective. Don't be ridiculous. You're just a boy. You you can't do this, okay? David, on the other hand, it says that, you know, the next verse, but David persisted. Then he made a statement. He said, I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club 
and rescue the lamb from its mouth. Okay? And then he says, if the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and club it to death. I have done this both to lions, plural, and bears, plural, and I will do it to this pagan Philistine too, for he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. So Saul's perspective, you can't possibly do this. You're a boy, he's a man, and he's been a warrior since his youth. David's perspective is, well, historically, I have killed lions, I have killed bears, I haven't killed a Goliath yet, but Goliath is coming down. So when I think about it, they're two very different perspectives. It's a perspective of, on Saul's side, what you don't have or what you're not. And on David's side, it's a perspective of what I've done, what I have, right? So there's a popular book um, called The Gap in the Gain um, by Don Sullivan and Benjamin Hardin. If you haven't read that, Hardy, if you haven't read it, it's a really good book. You should read it. Um, and let me know if you read it and let me know how it changed your life. You can PM me and tell me that. Okay. Okay. So the concept of the gap in the gain, it, 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 it shows up here as well. Dave, David is coming from the standpoint of, you're right, I'm a boy, you're right. I haven't been fighting since I was a youth, since I'm a youth now, um, you're right. I mean, he even tried on, if you if you go down and read the rest of the verses, he tried on the you know Saul's armor and he couldn't move in it. He couldn't even move in the warrior's outfit, right? And so yes, I have all these quote unquote deficiencies. I have all these reasons why I have all these things I haven't accomplished yet and all of that. But... I'm somebody who watches my father's sheep. And these are the things that I've already accomplished. These are the things I've already done. And this is so subtle and so little, but it is the difference between waking up every day and having the momentum to keep going versus constantly looking at what you don't have, what you haven't done, what you haven't crushed yet, and all of those things, which it feels good to us to do it because it's kind of like, you know, I'm letting myself feel the pain so I'll be motivated to get what I need to do done. But the, the truth of the matter is it doesn't work. So are we going to be like Saul and sit in who we're not, what we don't have, the reason why it won't work? Or are we going to be like David and we're going to say, wait a minute, let's look at my resume here. Let me look at the victories I've won with God before. Okay. And so what that looks like and, and what really blew my mind is I'd always thought about this from a personal standpoint, okay? And so I'll, I'll give you an example. I can say, oh, you know, I want to take my business to six million this year, okay? And, but, oh, but it's, you know, we're halfway through the year. I've only done two million. This is not working. Nothing's working. It is so fascinating what the mind can do to you if you let it, right? Because like, it's not working, but you have two million in the bank. Like I'm, I'm not clear on what the problem is here. But anyway, so that's one, that's one angle, right? I could come from, I could come from another angle of okay. So we have this target of six million. We haven't quite hit it. It almost doesn't even look like we're on track for it yet. But however, however, 
God has helped us. Like last year, we brought in two million. Last year, we made the Inc. 5000 list. Last year, right, we added on a new revenue stream. Last year, like we look at all these things and like, oh my goodness, look at all these things that we've accomplished. We got our clients the biggest wins. We held our biggest events. Our podcast made it to number one and all of these things. And we're like, and that six million goal, we're going to crush that too. Think about how the energy of those two are so different. The first is all wimpy, it's like victim mode and all of that. This is like, okay, I see the possibility. I haven't even fully mapped out the how, but we're going to get it done because by God's grace, we've gotten all these other things done, right? And so that's when I say from a personal angle, I mean you as the entrepreneur. So this is one of these episodes, like it'll be really good for you to pause this right here and kind of ask yourself the question, what have I, what have God and I, what have we accomplished so far? You want to stop and acknowledge it because acknowledging that gives you the boldness to like David say, oh, I've killed lions and bears and this Philistine is going to be like one of them too, right? And so think about it. You launched that business even when nobody thought you could. You took it to $100,000 a year. You took it to multiple six figures a year. You took it to seven figures a year. Your business is six years old. 80% of businesses shut down after the first five years. You have employees whose lives are better because you employ them now. You've gotten great wins for your life. You have X number of Google. Like, Think about all of those things. Think about the financial freedom you've created for your family. Think about the vacations you were then able to go for. Think about the control you now have. So, oh, I was able to go have lunch, you know, with, you know, at my kid's school or any of those things. Think about the respect you now have, even for yourself, the confidence you now have because you've been able to build something. You actually have to take inventory. Who are, what are the lions and bears you have already killed? You have to take inventory. Okay. So that's you as the entrepreneur. Right. So that that's the first part. The second part is your business as an entity. What lions have you has your business killed? And I bring this up because when you're working on your business, it's like it's forever under construction. Right. It's forever because you're always, you know, you're always tweaking a system. You're looking to make things better. You're working on your team. You're training your team. Then you set bigger goals. And so you have to change your systems and change your processes to accommodate the growth that's coming. And it, like it's always something, right? Right. Like it's always something. Now, if you're not careful, you will internalize that to make that mean there is something wrong with your company. That's the problem, right? And you still want to apply this principle there. What does that look like? What has your, what has happened with your business? Especially if you're a service-based business and you serve clients and help them get results. And so let me, let me use myself as an example, um, the Entrepreneur Business School, right? I can go like, and I'm always tweaking, you know, I'm always tweaking. I'm always tinkering at it. I'm always like, how can I get people results faster? How can I get them results bigger? How can I help them, you know, overcome their limiting beliefs faster? Like I'm, I'm constant, constantly working on that stuff. Right. Okay. But I want you to think about this, right? I can then start thinking, well, because I'm constantly thinking, how do I get results faster? It means I'm looking at the bottlenecks. It means I'm looking at what is getting in their way. I'm looking at all those things. I can internalize that to mean, oh, people are not getting results and all this kind of stuff, right? Or I can sit and I could go like, okay, so what has happened? 
And I'm like, think about the number of six-figure businesses that have been launched, the number of multiple six-figure businesses that have been launched, the number of people who crossed a million dollars in a year, the number of people who added a million dollars in a year. Think about the number of doctors who are now able to go on vacation once a quarter because now they understand how to run CEO time. Think about the ripple effect of that, then the marriages that are better, the children who are watching their parents navigate this thing and because of that, they're better. And all of that, that is sitting that is sitting in the lions and the bears. And I'm like, oh my goodness, if we could do that, what if we could get people to where 80% of them have at least crossed six figures in, in year one? And the ones who come in ready for hyper growth, they can cross their first million in one to three years. Like, what if I could, I, what if that's my Goliath that I want to take on, right? That's not numbers the industry would accept to take on. But what if I'm like, that's a good lie. I can slay that. Why? Because these are the lions and bears that I've slain. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, so even for your business, you have to stop and take inventory. Like what lions and bears have we killed? Right. And it doesn't matter what stage of business you're, you're in. This is an exercise that puts you in a place where you're like, Look, I know it looks ridiculous. I can understand why you would think I can't take down Goliath. But let me tell you something. I have handled the lions, plural. I have handled the bears. And by the grace of God, Goliath is coming down too. Imagine if that was your attitude in business. The only way is your attitude in business is if you recognize the lions and bears that by the grace of God, you have killed right? And so you can track, you can track that. I mean, like all throughout the entire life cycle of your business, I've been in business at this point for 14 years, but I can track it all the way to starting. Right. And I I mean, like, it's so wild. So I want you to take inventory. Now, if you're going to be somebody who's going to do this, I want to throw one more thing in. I want you to dare to kill the Goliath that's in front of you. I want you to dare to leverage your faith and crush goals because once you're done with them, they get added to the inventory of lions and bears. Do you see what I'm saying? And that means, oh, then let's take on something bigger. And I mean, this is what makes the journey of entrepreneurship so much fun. It's just that ability to overcome and the ability to crush goals and the ability to serve at a higher level, the ability to earn at a higher level, the ability to give at a higher level, the ability to live your dream life at a higher level. It's entrepreneurship is, I mean, a lot of people think it's, it's, it's about money and the money is a very significant part of it. But I find the most rewarding part of entrepreneurship is who you become in the process. Um, and, you know, for people of faith, the faith you build in the process and it, it's, it, it's worth it. It is so worth it for you to chase down this, you know, journey so you can find out who you really are. You can, you can meet the developed you, the higher version of you. So worth it. So what do I want you to do? I want you to take inventory as an entrepreneur and as a business entity, what lions and bears have you killed? And I want you to stand in that as you go after Goliath, because if you stand there, Goliath will come down. 
Thanks again for listening to this episode. This is one that will be so great if you can share this with another um, entrepreneur in your life. They'll thank you forever. And I'll see you on the next episode of the God in Your Business podcast.